Hello, and welcome to the Best You Podcast. Today, we're very fortunate to be speaking to our friend, Dr. Jessica Chasnoff. Uh, Dr. Chasnoff is located right here in Tucson, Arizona, and today we'll be speaking from Pueblo Vida down here on Broadway. Our friends at Pueblo Vida have been kind enough to offer us some downtown space here in their local tap room just next door to the AC Hotel. So we'll be doing a live taping here at Pueblo Vida. Today we're going to be talking to Dr. Jessica Chasnoff. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, the importance of focus and what it takes to really focus in today's chaotic world, how to be good to yourself. Um, I think these are great things that anyone at any age can benefit from. So without further ado, Dr. Jessica Chasnoff. Today um, we're, we have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Jessica Chasnoff from right here in Tucson, Arizona. And, uh, you know, this, this podcast, The Best You That We're Doing Today, um, we're very lucky. You know, we, we tried to get a downtown location to try, to try to make it easier for some of our guests uh, down here in Tucson. And we, we, searched, we searched around. We asked a couple of, we really wanted to support local business and local people in Tucson. Um, and Pueblo Vita Brewing right here down on Broadway uh, next to the new uh, AC Hotel uh, has been gracious enough. And they've allowed us to come here uh, today, you know, on, on a Friday and set up kind of just as they open, have a nice quiet corner. Uh, people can kind of come and go, but we're for free to chat and kind of take over their, their space for 30 or 40 minutes. Um, and the, the people of Pueblo Vita have just been uh, really accommodating and, and so nice to us. So we're, we're really fortunate and we're able to then get you here easily, right? Absolutely. Super cool. So I know a lot of the people, you know, tuning in aren't, aren't necessarily going to know you by name necessarily, unless, uh, unless they do. Um, but let's tell us a little bit about um, yourself and kind of your background. I know a little bit about you, but I know some of the people listening may not. So mm -hmm. just give a little brief history of uh, Dr. Jessica Chet. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I'm a psychologist in private practice, and um, I've been doing that since about, gosh, I guess... Well, 2002 is when I went out, and uh, I think not private practice till 2004, 2005. What, what is time, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four or five. I don't know. Um, anyway, and um, my focus is really being with people and in, in a way where I get to help them explore who they are at their core, what, mm -hmm. their, what their essence is, and, and what are the things that get in the way of, of, of being that, mm -hmm. um, and how we can, we can look together. Mm -hmm. uh, and when, when, we're in the, when we're mired in a situation, you know, we're in the soup, we're really right. in it, so we, we can't necessarily see right. what it is. And so to have this person who isn't in the soup, uh -huh. but is just holding this this loving presence that yeah. that's what I try that's what I try to do for people and so that's that's mainly that's mainly what the work is is like oh great yeah, yeah and I've seen on your you know on your website mm -hmm. uh, if you go to your website you can um, there's a life coaching um, mm -hmm. section yeah um, on that and uh, I think that's really important you know I, I have some uh, personal experience with um, the having that third party kind of uh, because like you said, we get in the weeds, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're stuck in the day to day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the things we wanted to talk about today were, it's such a, it's, it can be such a stressful time. I mean, life in general is stressful, mm -hmm. but it mm -hmm. seems particularly stressful over the last, let's say year, mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it just seems that there's there's so much going on and this um, you know one of the things we wanted to talk about today uh, hopefully we'll get time to uh, you know talk about everything but uh, we'll of course have you back if we don't um, but we wanted to kind of explore it a little bit about the the real practical nature of how to kind of reconnect with those things that are important to you mm-hmm. and how to really set you know kind of recenter yourself mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, we hear so much today about mindfulness and as I was saying earlier be, you know before we started the show we were we we're kind of chit-chatting about you know that that word mindfulness has become kind of the new executive stress ball yeah like you know before you didn't hear about it now every mm-hmm. you know every company and organization has some mindfulness right. coach or process mm-hmm. or aspect of their wellness plan and um, and you, you know, you can Google it. And now there's 6,000 articles on mindfulness. Um, and a lot of it, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like anything, I guess, you know, there's, there's, um, things rooted in, um, research and things that we know to be, to, to be true and to work. And then there's a lot of things that maybe aren't. Um, and so what I really wanted to explore today was a little bit about what, what are the practical things? You know, if I'm, if I'm driving home on a Friday and I'm stressed out, um, and, you know, we talked a little bit about the raisin test, you know, um, and you can't always just stop and be completely mindful of right. everything you're eating or everything right. you're thinking. But what, you know, what is someone really looking for today to try to help them just um, reconnect with those parts of themselves that are really important? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, trying to be that, that best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the... The first part of that, I think, is I'm going to come back to what you were talking about, about being out of center. Okay. And so the, the first piece is the awareness that we're out of center. Uh, okay, uh-huh. You know, we've really become human doings yeah. instead of human beings. Mm-hmm. And we are moving from thing to thing so fast. I, I mean, you know, the... I, I saw some research a while ago, which I imagine that it's even it's changed at this point, even. But that the average person, if a, if a web page takes longer than two seconds to load, they've moved on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two seconds. Two right? seconds. Like, like, two it has seconds. to go to space yes. and back, yes. but I don't have time. Yes. <laughs> and I also heard something that it, the average attention span of of a human being, and frankly, I'm not sure if this is human beings in general or Westerners, uh-huh. but it was 12 seconds, I think back in uh, the 90s, and a goldfish was uh, nine, and now a human's is eight. <laughs> and so we're moving from thing to thing, our attention is constantly moving, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to, to stay on things, we're in a world of technology that's moving very fast, and so I think the first thing that we can do in the moment that we notice that we're stressed is to be able to say, I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm out of center. Right. So there's something going on. Okay. And so then the, the process then becomes being able to get back in to center. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, not, not necessarily keep dropping research this and research that, right. but, but there, there is this piece that is really important, which has come through some of the newer research on, on neuroscience and, and you know, just what's happening to our brain. You put someone, you hook somebody up to all the electrodes, and you have them think about a stressful event Mm. that has already happened, perhaps. And the brain, the the neurons are firing as if it's actually happening. Really? Yeah. The actual, 
the actual... The, the, you just relive it. That's exactly right. Now, this, of course, is part of trauma model, right? Mm -hmm. that, that the reason why people who have post-traumatic stress... Just keeps reoccurring. That's exactly reoccurring. right. And that is truly what is happening in the brain, is that it, it, everything is, is really happening in the brain, even if it's not happening in the world. Wow. So that's when you, like, you, you talk about like beating yourself up and you keep rehashing the past. And why do people have these grudges and they, mm -hmm. they hold on to all of that negativity or not even negativity, just these things that happen or regrets or things I should have done or what ifs? Absolutely. And so in this moment when we're trying to come back to center, it might be a lovely thing to say to oneself, the thoughts that I'm going to have about this, the thoughts that I'm having, the things that are making me stressed as I'm thinking about them, my body thinks they're actually happening. Uh, yeah. So you can trick yourself into just reliving it. It's one big trick over uh, and over again, right? So what we want to do is retrick ourselves to, to, to at least to understand that that's not physically happening. Yeah. yeah, we actually and be able to kind of look at it a little bit more objectively and yes. say this this happened. Yeah. And how do I go right. from here to here? Right. Or it hasn't happened yet, so it's uh -huh. not happening now. So I don't have to, right? Yeah. So to to come back in the moment. Really, the only thing that we can do is, is, is work with our thoughts. It's really the only thing that we can do. Okay. The problem, even though all of us want it to be the problem, the problem is not the external. The external is going to happen. The external is always going to happen. There's always going to be something that's happening that creates stress. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's life, that, right? That's, that's life. human nature. That's, exa that's yeah. exactly right. That, that's what's going to happen in this world, right? And so the way that we can um, work with it mm -hmm. is, is to say, well, I can only work with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. So I think that, that the fastest thing, really, I mean, it can be, it can be like that. It, do, it doesn't have to take much time, is to, to be able to cultivate the awareness that, mm -hmm. okay, something, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. Something doesn't feel right. Okay. If you, if, if someone is someone that actually feels that in, in their body, you know, great. No, notice where it is. If it, feel, if it, if it's rumination, thoughts just turning and turning, you know, whatever, just this realization that something feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. So that awareness is, is, a, is a, is a first piece and it can be a, a, a quick piece. And again, this is something we're being rather than something we're doing. And do you, do you think people need, um, like for myself, I, I need to practice that mm -hmm. self-awareness because mm -hmm. I, um, so I, so I have two teenage girls mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> we, we've, we've developed something in my house where if I'm getting, um, too agitated, mm -hmm. you know, as, as it will happen with two mm -hmm. teenage girls, mm -hmm. yes, if stuff is, stuff is <laughs> happening, um, my entire family now knows to look at me and say, all they have to say is dad five, which, mm -hmm. which internally means dad, you need to take five minutes. Nice. So we came up with this little code word <laughs> for mm -hmm. my family. I don't know if I'm sharing too much, you know, overview, but but basically this is, this is reality, right? So and it's great. I knew might that benefit. that I yeah. was you know going through this, and um, I said we're we're going to need some sort of safety signal, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, so my daughters and my wife and I came mm -hmm. up with this this concept where any one of them at any point can look at me, and if they say, "Dad, five, I know, mm -hmm. even if I'm not self-aware mm -hmm. of how things are going mm -hmm. or, or uh, what the conditions of the room are, if I'm not reading the room correctly mm -hmm. or my tone of voice, 
i trust them that if they say that there must be some reason where i need to step back mentally mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. now i know everyone may not that may not be everybody's thing you know mm -hmm. where they're themselves or their family um but i'm guessing it's kind of hard for people i know it's hard for me it's mm -hmm. hard to actually you know when you're in that moment mm -hmm. that that stressful moment mm -hmm. or you're you know you're ruminating on the past mm -hmm. and what ifs and those kinds of things it's really hard to just stop mm -hmm. and yes and say wait a minute mm -hmm. and just collect just mm -hmm. just for 30 seconds mm -hmm. you know anything just to stop for a mm -hmm. second mm -hmm. and collect yourself yeah. and i find that even like with work or with staff mm -hmm. things uh, or you know with friends um it's just that ability for them to kind of just take stock for that 30 seconds mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how you teach that. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how you communicate that to yeah. others. Well, you're right. It is a practice. It's something that we do have to cultivate. The reason why we can't do it in the moment is because we've become emotionally flooded. Mm. And when we become emotionally flooded, the frontal lobe shuts off. Okay. And the frontal lobe is responsible for executive functioning. Yeah. It's responsible for plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is, right? Yeah. There it yeah. is, we right? Do, we do a lot of work with the frontal lobe. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. So basically, when we get emotionally flooded, mm -hmm. that part that is technically the one that's like, whoa, there. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just take a little minute, uh -huh. right? Yeah. That that is is it's been disconnected and uh -huh. we become all nervous system we become uh -huh. all fight or flight and a teen, our, like a teenager right yeah their frontal lobes what don't develop till like that's, 25 that's, or, well yeah that's why they're saying adolescence now goes till 25 yeah. you know i mean so so i keep reminding my wife of that they don't have a frontal lobe honey they don't have a frontal lobe <laughs> Yeah, they're just, their brains aren't complete yet. Yeah, they're not hard Right. Um, yeah, and at the same time, right, you know, here we are, these yeah. adults that have the same problem, yeah, right? We, so, yeah. uh, right, are our, our brains I'm 47, right? mine's wired, yeah. I still have the same problem. Yeah. So really, truly, what happens is, is, is more aptly, we become knuckle-draggers. Yeah. You know, we, we, yeah. we become these, you know, the, you know, but before we were able to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I see. this could be the, this could be a better way, uh -huh, right? Right. So... That is, uh, to, you know, to answer your question, why we have a hard time doing that in the moment. Because right. the, the, the part of the brain that does that is, is it's, it's not wired up. <laughs> yeah. What's wired up is, is the fight or flight. What's wired up is the part that says, y you, you need to kill or be killed right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, and sometimes that's appropriate, right? right. Like, it, sure. you know, so if, if you're in a situation, Survival. yep, if you've got to fight or flee, but when you're having a conversation with your, teen, with your teenagers, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not kill no, or be no, killed. no, it may, as much as it feels like that, it's, it's, it's actually not. So, um, so the, what I'd like to say about that is, is that what we want is gentleness. Yeah. Okay. What we want is, you know, if there is nothing more here, mm -hmm. It's, can you be gentle with yourself? Can we be gentle with ourselves for our very human flawed nature? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and frankly, if we can, if we can move into that, then, then that's huge. But yes, the practice of the awareness, that's exactly right. It's a practice. We have right. to cultivate it. And if we're not, if it's not something we're going to practice regularly, we're, we're not going to get very good at it. Mm -hmm. It's like, a, yeah, like anything else. Right? That's right. That's Drumming, right. That's guitars. right. And yeah, and you know, an instrument. You know, you know, whatever, whatever it is. You know, um, so 
those are pieces of, of those again are, are, are places that we can aspire to get to where we can just say okay okay stop okay don't need to, to do this right now right? so let's say we get there let's say okay mm-hmm. now I know mm-hmm. um, this is going on so now now what now I so for me like I take five right yep. so I yep. I basically go into another room mm-hmm. and just try to think about what was going on mm-hmm. or I just calm myself down. yeah you give so, yourself a timeout yeah uh, I, give, I do I give myself a timeout I give that's kind of it I give myself we all need a my timeout. kids can now give that's me a timeout right. yeah so yeah um so for everyday people you know mm-hmm. everyone just just out there mm-hmm. is that kind of the rule of thumb is just to give yourself mm-hmm. whatever it takes as a break or a moment yeah to notice the signals Okay. To actually be able to start saying to yourself, if I keep going from this place, nothing good will come of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? It's going to be mayhem. Yeah. If I, it's just not going to be good, right? right? And, you know, insert the apocalyptic movie trailer, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things exploding, <laughs> and, you know? And so then what we do is we can let ourselves off the hook. Okay, wait, now is actually not the time. Right. I actually can't address this now appropriately. So I'm going to do something else instead. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to sit, I'm going to take deep breaths. I'm going to go and get, get my feet on the ground mm-hmm. uh, out in nature. I'm go, you know, what have you, whatever, whatever is, is self-soothing, uh-huh. you know. And it can be different for everybody. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And that's an important thing to find when we can, right? Uh-huh. But, you know, yes, let's say that we can get there. Okay, let's say we notice, you know, we're, we're not flooded. Okay, we can keep going. Or we notice that we're flooded. We take a break. We come back. We start again, mm-hmm. right? Then it is that space of how am I going to work with my thoughts? Mm-hmm. How am I going to work with my thoughts around this? Because the stressor is, you know, we can pick any stressor, mm-hmm. you know. If it's not this one, it's going to be another, mm-hmm. right? Um it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it actually really doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. If we can, can work with thinking a little bit differently around it, it's gonna create spaciousness in us to work with it differently. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing is, is, is creating that space between the stimuli of the stress and the response to it is what we're trying to cultivate. Okay. That little space in between. That little space in between, because in that, in that, it, it, it lets some air in. It lets some air into the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can be like, okay, so what's my perspective on this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm noticing I really feel that I'm, I'm right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> because if we take reality for all that it is, you know, I realize this is a visual here and that yeah. people, and, you know, with radio, we're not going to see it. But if you've got a big ball, you know, my... Picture uh, a big ball. Yeah, big beach ball, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got little tiny people that are all around that, that, that beach ball. And each one of them has sight that... A uh-huh. perspective that's going to be... Slightly different. Yes. There's there's all kinds of perspectives. Right. We think ours is the right one. Right. And that's what makes us stressed out yeah. a lot of the time. I know several people always think theirs is the right one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and these are the, the, you know, and these are the ones that are tougher to work with, yeah. right? Now, of course, if we go really deep, we can actually even say, well, the reason why I'm so irritated about this person always thinking they're right is because I probably think I'm always yeah. right. <laughs> yes. 
probably me. We can, we can really kind of look at our at our projection too. I mean, uh-huh. I, of course, I know nothing about that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's you know, that's a that's a that's always a work in progress, right? We all we all feel like we're right, you right, know. Right. And, yeah. yeah. I think the um, you know it's at uh, I, I was uh, I was given a book recently um, uh, called Anger, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, it's related to. Um, Buddhist teachings, not, mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily a religious or a, 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 a that that sort of bent, but it um, it has some good thoughts in it in terms of you know when you're trying to, let's say you're kind of in an argumentative state and you're trying to address it with somebody. Your your real job, I'll use myself as an example. So if I I'm having an issue, you know, with a with a, my teenager. Um, their anger just might be because they're in pain. And my job is to try to figure out how I help them out of pain. And it's um, beautiful. It's it's tough to do though, you know. It's um, because you're I'm angry too. That's right. You bring your own pain. Yeah. And so it. Um, I like that concept though. That my my role, let's say, as a, as a human being or as a person, um, my role is to help others out of pain. And so, because there's so much pain in the world, and it can be, um, you can be, it can be suffering, it can be agitation, uh, things build up over time, but whatever's going on with that person, why they're lashing out to kind of defuse like an angry situation, particular to anger, um, is just to try to see why that person is in pain and, and try to alleviate it. Not always easy, you know, if, uh, if. But I love that. I think that is is one of the most beautiful teachings there is. And yes, regardless of it being Buddhist, it's practical. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't one doesn't need to bring the religious or spiritual bend to it. It's right. practical. And so really what's happening is when someone is angry and they're lashing out, it's a call for love. Mm-hmm. It's actually a call for love. It's hard for us to see it as that because we feel like we're being attacked. Right. But if we can look underneath that, we can see that this person is needing something, right? Yeah, yeah. And how can we respond to them from that place, which is actually this higher self place rather than what I what I call the ego place, the place that's like, uh, you know, nah, 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 we're getting angry and I'm right and you're wrong, you know, that, that uh-huh. stuff that we all do as right, human right. beings. But to actually get underneath that and to be able to see the essence of it, which is, yeah, I'm in pain, I'm calling for love, and, and I, I, I'm actually, you actually have this opportunity to give it to me if you can, if you can move out of the space that you're in of, of anger, right, and the injustice right. or whatever. Um, I think that's brilliant, and I think that 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 those are are really key to being able to diffuse whatever kind of stressful situation that involves other people, um, mm-hmm. what or even ourselves. You know, what what our own calls for love when we notice that we're angry and we lashed out. Right. Where is the war within us, with between ourselves and our children, if we have them? between coworkers out in the world. It's all the same thing being being played out. Right. And so if we can see ourselves as, I mean, we can all help each other if we can get into that perspective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could. my goodness, wouldn't that be something if we could in a moment when those fiery emotions are, you know, you know, mm-hmm. taking us out that we could just be like, wait a second, this is not, I'm not being personally attacked. This is someone saying well, they're yeah. in pain. And that, you know, that the personal part is something I, uh, I came across recently too in, a, in a, um, uh, another book, which was 
in essence saying, you know, if you really think about it, there's nothing that's personal. That's exactly right. There's just nothing personal. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a cliche, you know, you hear invisible, it's not personal. But truly, if you're comfortable with yourself, um, all of this other external stuff or, or people that may have their own issues that are, it's, it's not personal. No. And it's not, it's not about me. Um, we always tend to, you know, have that defensive wall up where we think, I'm, I'm notorious for it in my family, but mm-hmm. we always think like um, any type of criticism or comment or anything like that mm-hmm. tends to be personal. But, you know, if you really stop to think about it, if you come from a, at least for myself, if I come from a place, uh, it's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely nothing to do with mm-hmm. me. I know who I am. I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable with what, mm-hmm. what I'm doing or I'm centered or however mm-hmm. you want to phrase it. Mm-hmm. Um, once you start to almost put those glasses on, yes. it's almost kind of comical because you realize yes. that all of the stuff around you yes. has absolutely nothing to do with you right. as a person. Like you, right. Jessica, or me, Steve, it right. has nothing to, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Have you, have you come across that as well? Absolutely. In fact, what, what I, I'm really loving this and appreciating this <laughs> conversation so much because that's the world that I want to inhabit. Yeah. That's the place that's that, that I, we want to build, That's right? That's <laughs> the place that I want to live, uh-huh. which is the place in me that says... I don't have to take anything personally. It, it's nothing. It's literally no thing. There's no thing happening here. Right. It does not matter. It, it does not physically matter. Uh, yeah. Now that's a whole. We can even you could get more it'll, metaphysical it'll be like around five, Yeah, yeah. Which six. I, I mean, I, I I love that. I mean, I, I'm like salivating about that already. You know, but with that conversation. But you know, just to say that that the not taking it personally. Um, that is a huge piece. Uh, if we can, if we can get that, mm-hmm. we're ho- we're just home. I mean, that's just like the the ball has just gone out out. You know, uh-huh. oh my God, I don't do baseball. I forgot the metaphor, but you know, it's like, like out, of run, park, out of the park, out of the park. Right? I was like, uh oh, here we go, here we go. Just um, we can fix everything in editing. Yeah. Oh, great, great. And even if not, I, it's good. It's so good it's for my good. ego. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so here, so. So, um, because we're talking about books, mm-hmm. I actually brought one to share oh, since we were talking about yeah, this. Sure. Because these are these, I, I do want people to be able to have uh, what we need and what you're asking for and what we're talking about today is instruction. Right. We're talking about things that people can do in the moment to really help themselves. Right. Real practical little things that you can take away. Yes. Yeah. And so here's here's what what I believe the truth of it is. There's always gonna be pain. There's always gonna be pain, but we don't have to suffer. And the reason why we suffer is because of what we're thinking. Mm. Okay. If, if, if we can just, again, you know, not project certain stories, mm-hmm. right? Again, mm-hmm. that not taking it personally. If we didn't take something that someone was doing personally, look at where we can meet them and look at what can happen. Right. Right. And and if we meet ourselves with that, that that's that's brilliant. And so, to what I have found is that those kinds of books that you're talking about, and then the books that I too, I'm, I'm really so grateful to see out there, are the ones that give us instruction on how to, to do that. Okay. And that to me is true mindfulness. Okay. Mindfulness to me is. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think it's really wonderful to, to sit and, and, and have mindfulness of sound and hear what's going on or mindfulness of, of, of whatever the senses are, what we're tasting, what mm-hmm. we're, you know, that, that whatever's happening. But to me, mindfulness is being very mindful of what our thought process is because everything else is led by our thought process. 
Okay. Everything yeah. is led by our thought process. Mm -hmm. And so one of the books that I've been reading um, that I've brought is uh, actually by uh, a woman named Jan Frazier, uh, and she is also a poet. And so mm. what I love about her work is that it's just like a lullaby to read because of the way that because of, of her wordsmithery, yeah. if I may, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this is actually her, I think her second book, her first book is an, is an amazing book called um, When Fear Falls Away. Uh -huh. And that is actually her personal story of a sudden awakening where she woke up to the reality of, of the world, oh, okay. um, which again can be another podcast. We can oh, talk yeah, about yeah. that too. That would be super awesome uh, so so don't worry you'll be on again <laughs> but this book is called the freedom of being uh -huh. at ease with what is okay and so the best 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 if there is you know again i kind of keep saying i realize this is the second time maybe not even the second time maybe i've said it more if there was one thing that i could say there'd yeah. be instruction it's this or if there's one thing it's that you know yes the gentleness yes the having the awareness but it but really it's also about being okay with what's happening in the moment even if it doesn't feel okay because it's what's happening right it is now it is now and now is all there is mm -hmm. that's true we now we could get all metaphysical yep. so we're talking about you know the past is gone and you, people ruminate about the past yep. and the future hasn't happened mm -hmm. so truly the, the only minute is like mm -hmm. we're just sitting here mm -hmm. the, the only this is all that's, that's happening it. right now that's it yeah. now because of how we live in the world and our conditioning we bring we can only bring past experience into the present which is what we, we think the present is happening based on the past right, right. and then we get worried about what the future is going to be because of what happened in the past, right? right? And so and, and this episode's not about string theory. And, no, you know. right, no. <laughs> so we Nor we do I really get, that. get that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But but I will say that that if we are are able to just be in the moment with what's happening, including being able to say, Wow, I'm so stressed right now. I'm so stressed right now. And you know what? I'm gonna sit here and be stressed. I'm not gonna take five. I'm gonna right, whatever, right, whatever's yeah, whatever happening. It is. Yeah. That it's like, all right, well, that's what's happening, and that we don't have to flog ourselves for that either, right. right? And so, what I love about this book is is she really takes you through in these really wonderful little chapters about how to do this. You know, how to really orient to life in a way that's like, okay, this is happening. How do I work with what's happening? Mm -hmm. You know, any one of us could have a laundry list right now of all the things that we wish weren't happening. Right. And what's so amazing about people in the world is that the very things that we wish were, that I wish weren't happening, there's somebody else who could be sitting across from me that's super chuffed that those things are yeah, happening, yeah, right? Yeah, right? And none of us are wrong. Right. You know? And so it's really about just how do we, how can I work with being with what is and finding the gentleness and the sweetness in that mm -hmm. and just surrendering to that really no, so no I, I i agree and we'll put links to um, the book and everything Great. um when we when we post this up um we mentioned a little bit about technology and mm -hmm. i you know I, I i didn't really notice this until i had kids and i really watched my children interact mm -hmm. i mean they grew up with um you know, devices pretty much in their hand. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fascinating thing because I, I tend to personally think, this is my own opinions, I, I just tend to personally think that 
humans just, you know, we, we have so much high power technology, but as human beings, we really haven't caught up mm-hmm. mentally or emotionally to the power that that, that instills, or you know, what happens when you can have instant gratification and instant notification and instant connection with 10 of your friends across, you know, the state. Um, and if you're angry, you can just send off, you know, a tweet or a text or, uh, you know, we've seen that happen um, in various forms. But I, and I just, it just strikes me as, you know, like when we're talking about um, authors like, uh, like this or books or thinking about how to, to center ourselves, my the thing that I always worry about is that I think, you know, as a 47-year-old, I can grasp that. I grew up, you know, we didn't have computers. We had Atari, you know, we had, you know, things. Yeah. But, but we weren't instantly connected to anybody. We didn't have 24-hour news cycles. Right. You know, you had three right. channels, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I don't, I'm not reminiscing or nostalgic for the old days. Mm-hmm. I think technology is going to continue and mm-hmm. it's going to be part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. But I wrestle with how do we, you know, our our sometimes our part of our primitive brain and mm-hmm. um, the way our brains are wired mm-hmm. is is not necessarily conducive mm-hmm. to how we're receiving and accepting information mm-hmm. and how that's helping us form opinions mm-hmm. and ideas and dealing I mean you you can you can be completely peaceful log on to the you know log on to Twitter and be you know ticked off in 20 seconds absolutely and less and that's not going to go away you know mm-hmm. I just wonder how do we how do we start to have people really realize that just because it's there mm-hmm. um, there's there's an uh, an intrinsic power in those mm-hmm. like in a Twitter or mm-hmm. in a text mm-hmm. that wasn't you know wasn't there mm-hmm. people aren't adept to dealing with right with that right. and I can pick up a book or I can talk to my kids mm-hmm. but you know I don't I don't know that a 25 year old person is going to pick right. up a book necessarily because they they've in this world of well this is how I'm connected I have to I have to check this right. every 30 seconds right. and I just don't know what that's doing mm-hmm. cognitively to, to folks yeah well you know that's that's an interesting one isn't it right yeah because I'm sure a whole separate podcast and we can certainly go go there. Absolutely. I think that's wonderful to talk about. I mean, you know, it, it, it's interesting. It's like 25-year-olds. I mean, the death of the doorbell is because of the millennials, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah, bless I know. them, you know. I, I, we had a party the other night, and, and so my 15-year-old at a party, and all the parents now, they don't come to the door. They just pull up that's like it. a parking that's lot, it. like a valet. That's right. And all these yeah. kids' phones go off. That's right. You know, everyone everyone right. lights up, and that's all my right. mom's here. Yeah. My mom's yeah. here. No one gets yeah. out. No one says hello. I didn't meet any parents. They all just left in That's cars. Right. I don't know where they went. That's right. God forbid a doorbell goes off. It's going to be terror. Yeah. You know what? What the hell is that? Yeah. So, so I mean, yes. So on one hand, we want to honor that all this technology is amazing, right? And we also don't want to lose the connection, the true connectivity that isn't about the fact that you can reach however many people mm-hmm. with a with a Facebook or mm-hmm. or Twitter or Instagram right. post, okay? And so I think that, that that really truly it's a reminder that we're in this world. Mm-hmm. This in this world of technology, but that doesn't mean we have to be of it. Mm. All I the like time. That. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And so um, 
I, now again, you are you are talking to somebody who uh, you know, like one of two people in the world that isn't on Facebook. I, I don't. <laughs> right. I, I actually know. not. I'm not on Facebook. Yeah, I, we've talked yeah, about this yeah. before. Right. I do. I am on Instagram because I love seeing people's pictures and I feel I can connect to them. Yeah, in that and way. there's cats. You know. So. Oh, and yeah, that's well. And you know the research about cat videos, right? No, no. They're good for you. Are they? They are. Yeah. Because my wife adores yeah, them. Her whole yeah. Instagram feed is nothing but cats. You know, yeah, I believe I, it's yeah, soother. yeah, They're, well, and, and it's true. If you, if you look that up, you will find that, that watching cat videos is actually soothing. It's, 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 despite She's the, be so happy. well, and what's hilarious about that is despite the fact that cats are always plotting our death yeah. as humans, uh, you know, that, that it would be soothing, right? Okay. Let that be soothing. Uh-huh. Uh, but really, if you knew what was going on in their head as they communicate to the mothership, um, that's yeah. So, so basically what, what I, what I would say is that. This is something that we can take in. I'm in it, but I don't have to be of it all the time. Mm, um, we okay. can teach that to our kids. You know, okay, be in it, but we're not of it. Let's make sure we're not forgetting the other ways to connect. Right. Um, for me, I have a great, a great desire to connect in person. That's that's my jam. That, yeah, that yeah. you know, that's it's this kind of one-on-one talking, yes. looking eye to eye. Yes, yes, yeah. that's just my fave. You know, uh-huh. um, and so I don't. I, I, you know, I can appreciate it. Um, I've I've lost friendships because I, I don't. You know, like there are people I don't communicate with, but right. because I'm not on Facebook, yeah. and, and I had I just I had to decide. Well, you know what? That that's okay with me. Yeah. Because I don't want to be on this. You know, and, and the other thing about the the social media and all the technology is. We might be going on to it to see something that we want to see or to post something we want to post, but then we're bombarded by things we don't necessarily want to see. Right. And so guess what? We're at, where we're at again. We're at stress. Right. We're at stress again. It's like a constant echo yeah. chamber of yeah. stress and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. chaos. Yes. Yeah. I think chaos is a great word for it. And so I think that what is really important is, again, if we look at everything as a practice, we can see that, okay, I, I can be... I can be part of this technological world. I can I can get into that, but then I I'm also going to make sure that I'm taking time to you know use a word that we all use nowadays to unplug from it, right? Right. right. Um, you know, because we really, again, to me, when we're always on those devices and we're always doing those things, we're actually not being. We're doing again. Uh-huh. Now, there's a reason why we do that, because we're, we're afraid to just sit and be with what's happening. Yes. Okay, so so how many people, and, 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 and this, has happened, this has happened to me, you know, okay, I don't want to sit here with what's happening in the moment, this, this, this few minutes of something, or this minute of something, or this 15 seconds of something, so I'm going to see if, you know, I, I'm going to see, you know, what, what so-and-so posted on whatever, you know? Uh-huh. And so if we're looking at it as both a beautiful thing to have, and also something that needs to be stepped out of right. with with regularity. Right. I think we can keep our I think we can keep our minds about us and our hearts intact. I think so. I hope so. Yeah, let's all try it and see what happens yeah. and notice see if we notice a difference. Yeah, I've no, I've definitely noticed a difference with myself when I when I choose to unplug and um, I go in spurts, mm-hmm. you know, I'll uh, be on the grid, off the grid kind of thing, or I'll, yep. you know, I'll sign off for a while. Yep. But those times when I'm off, you know, mm-hmm. I, then I can selectively choose my mm-hmm. news stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, it, you know, then it goes back to it's, it's not personal. I don't really have any control over North Korea. I don't That's have any exactly control right. over, you know, and if you're just bombarded with these, you know, um, 
news articles and statements, things like that. Um, yeah. So I choose to, yeah, I choose to kind of unplug and mm-hmm. um, pick up a book. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, you know that that still happens today. Well, I, you know, I have to say, I, I love books. I love holding them in my hands. Yeah. I, I've not given over to Kindle. I'm not judging it, but like, yeah. I, I can't. I just can't hold a tablet in my hand and read off it. Yeah. If I can, I, just because this made me think of something when you brought up, you know, the, the stuff with North Korea. Uh-huh. I had a client come in the other day, and we were talking about the possibility of taking a news fast, uh, which I think is always a great thing. And again, we can do a podcast about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and how she said that was really hard for her to be off the Facebook, to be off this stuff, because uh-huh. she feels like she needs to know if Kim Jong-un is going to send over something. And I said, and she said, you know, because we're in Tucson and we have missile silos here and, I, you know, right. I just need to know if that's going to happen. And I said, well, what are you going to do about it if, it if that's what happens? Because for me, I kind of like my last few minutes to, to have thoughts of peacefulness. Mm-hmm. Right. And we can't, I mean, we, you know, again, well, guess what? If that's what's happening, that's what is in that moment. And where are you going to go with your mind right. on that? And so that, I think, is another thing. You know, there, there is this, this, this perpetual, it, it is a perpetual motion machine, you know, the, the social media. And, right. and it also is. I mean, it's set up this way that, it, that it's very hard for people to get off. You oh, know, it you is. Can't it's even, totally addictive. Well, and you can't, I found this out recently, you can't just deactivate your Instagram account anymore. You have to delete it. And they do that because they don't want you to delete it. They, they want you to be so invested in what you posted that you don't want to lose that and so you won't delete it. Right. So they don't even give you an opportunity to do that anymore. And it, well, it also gives you this false sense of participation, yeah. I think. Like yeah. you, you, what it does is set up this, um, especially I, I know from my teens, um, like if they're commenting on Twitter or something like that, they have this, um, what I consider a false sense that they have some control. Yes. Over the situation, yes. so you know if you mean if you mean tweet somebody, mm-hmm. and you know somebody sends out an article mm-hmm. and you and you criticize mm-hmm. it, you, you really have you're not really controlling the situation. Right. You might be venting, right? Uh, but it gives you this false sense yes. like I have some sway mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. political nature mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. you know our mm-hmm. our country of 350 mm-hmm. million people. You don't you, you don't have any control over what, what's going on. But it gives you this false inflated sense mm-hmm. like you know I, I tweeted to a senator, so therefore my voice was heard. Mm-hmm. Well, I. I disagree with that right. but um, right. and, I, and I could be could be wrong of course but I, I don't think we have as much control over that that part of the world that we then yes. we're led to believe we do yes and you're bringing up something so important here oh, man I am just digging this so <laughs> this hard. may be an hour-long <laughs> I mean it's great because you know, we only have the room for 30 minutes oh, oh, okay, oh, yeah well this is the thing you got a talker <laughs> no, and uh, yeah so um, just be like, you know, give me the <laughs> sign across the neck. Don't worry, Jerry, Jerry will give you the hug. Right, right, great. Yeah, okay. 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 So what I will say is that just because that is really important what you said about control. This brings us all the way back to being in the car and being agitated, being stressed. Uh-huh. The reason why we keep thinking about it, the reason why we keep ruminating on it, the reason why we keep going back into the story and working, working, working with it, is because we're trying to get control over it mm-hmm. and we can't mm-hmm. it worry rumination stressing out about whatever creates the illusion that we can control a situation that we cannot right we have precious little control of anything really pretty much just ourselves that's our exactly thoughts. right and so that's 
That's it. That's what we get to work with. Right, right. That's brilliant. Thank you. Well, th- thank you. You know, oh, no. it's it's, uh, and I also just want to say, I, I mean, I this is a deep practice for me that I move in and out of, and and I I hardly am there all the time, but I aspire to be. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great place to leave. Yeah. We all aspire yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah. It's I think this was great, and again, we know we we try to set these up so. Hopefully people tuning in or, or downloading it or however they're getting the content can mm-hmm. kind of just come away with mm-hmm. a few nuggets of uh, something worthwhile that they can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're going to do this again. Mm-hmm. We got a lot. We got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. I just feel we're going to we're going to be talking a while. That's great. I, um, I love it. I love the talkie. Yeah. And I love the setting, you know, yeah. Pueblo Vida downtown. Totally. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. They've really come a long way mm-hmm. and they've been so great to us. But um yeah, we're, we're happy to be here and we're happy to have everyone here in, in a central location so we can have uh, more conversations and uh, chat with people like yourself and others. Um, but thanks for coming. A pleasure and an honor. Thank oh. you so much. Have a great day. And, and you. All right.